At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Love at first sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the pedigree adoption drive and the pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean, Vanessa, and Jared. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Help. That's a lot of hellos. I suck at dating. I don't know where I was going with it, and Wait. I just decided to keep on firing. Do you know, do you speak any other languages? Can you say hello in another language? Hola, hola, hola. Hola, hola, hola. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour. Ciao. Sawa di crap. That's Thai. Oh. Uh, Wait, say that again? Because that didn't sound sawa, like hello. Sawa di crap. Or I can't no. remember if it's sawa, or if that's thank you, or crap. coon crap. Crap. Anyways. Oh, crap. Okay. We're going to mix it up a little bit this episode. Uh, we want to just dive into some emails right away. We've got some guests later on. We're going to have Brittany from Temptation Island. We're going to have Melissa Brown um, to discuss relationships. And we're going to have Erica. I'm going to butcher this last name. Kai Bardis in here as well. I think that's how you say it. Who is a Kai matchmaker. Bardis. So um, we're going to dive into all those guests a little bit later. But before we do that, I figured, you know, why not? Well, stir it up a little bit. Because if there's anything... That time has proven is that if you defy convention, good things happen, and that's what we're doing right now. We've never opened with emails. Before. No, it's probably gonna be the number one most listened to episode. Well, here's Alice. She wants to know. She says, "I chose to pursue a career that has been my lifelong passion. However, I have never been in a relationship." Dean, from what I understand, you feel a similar way, but do you think you will ever reach a point where you're completely satisfied with who you are and where you're at in life? Then she asked a question to Jared, but I'll—he's not here today. Mm. But I'll throw this out to both of you as well. uh, Alice points out that when Ashley first went on The Bachelor, she had never been in a relationship at 26. Would you say that before you got to know her, that was a turnoff or a red flag? So I'd ask you guys, if you met somebody who was in their late 20s at least and has never been in a relationship, would that be a red flag to you? Probably. (laughs) Since the short and sweet and simple answer. Well, hold on. What's your definition of a relationship? For me, it has to be at least like a year or two year relationship. If it's like. I don't think that you can define someone else's relationship. I think if someone says, yeah, I used to have a girlfriend. definition is. 
Yeah, but I mean, I can say I had a boyfriend for a month, but that's just someone that I was casually dating for a month. So what I would have to know, what is Probably their definition put, of being in a relationship? In my opinion, it's when you put the label on it is when you start calling someone your girlfriend or when you start to consider yourself their boyfriend. Yeah, but let's say you're dating someone for three months. You think a three month relationship is the same thing as a one year relationship. So you don't have you don't go through like the waves of the ups and downs as opposed to someone who is dating a significant, their significant other for an extended period of time. So anyways, my point is, yeah, it would be a little bit of a red flag. Well, it depends Agreed. on the relationship. I think there can be very intense, powerful three-month relationships, and there can be very casual three-year relationships. True. Very true. Right? I do want to point out earlier in the email, she says that her and I are similar because she chose to pursue a career that's been her lifelong passion, and so she's never been in a relationship. We don't really have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to point that out. Well, and here we go. We start the episode again. <laughs> that's not even self-deprecation. That's I, I've been very vocal about my um, my moving through life very uh, ambiguously and uncertainly of where I'm going to be next. Um, so I think that she's kind of saying she make the relationships take a back seat to her career. Which is fine. I love women who are pursuing their careers as opposed to pursuing and looking for their significant other or men or whatever. Just, you know, I, I think nowadays in 2019, we shouldn't only be focusing on love. We should be focusing on things that make us happy and internally right. we can give that love back and to I, someone. And to circle it back around, to, I think what Alice is saying is now I am focusing on traveling and doing the things that I've always wanted to do. And by that, by working on myself and finding love within myself is will help me find love down the line. I think that's what she's saying because mm -hmm. that's kind of what she mentions later on. I agree. Um, I've only just started to do that recently. So I guess when I think of a career, I think of it since I was 18 years old. But I do see what she's saying, and I guess I do agree with her. I think that's perfectly great. I think that there, there's that famous quote, fall in love when you're ready, not when you're lonely. And if you're mm. pursuing something that mm -hmm. you're very passionate about, like your career, you'll always, you'll never be lonely because you'll always have that that you're working on striving for to be better at. And then we, when love comes, you're ready for it. We had a quote uh, yesterday in Scrubbing In that seemed to strike a chord with a lot of these Scrubbing In listeners, the scrubbers, mm. as we call them. And it was, uh, needing nothing attracts everything. Wow. Meaning, mm -hmm. if you are completely happy with where you are and what you are and who you are, then that is a very attractive quality to have. Yeah. Not somebody who's constantly looking for a relationship, who's still working on themselves, that sort of thing. Focus on you first. That's great. I love that. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Dang it. Shoot, I'm, a little, yeah. I'm a little upset with myself. Uh, Jasmine sends this in. She says, I really identify with what Dean has said about feeling non-monogamous. In my ideal partnership, I will be open to intimacy with other people, probably friends, but not always. I've started seeing someone I really love spending time with, but during a casual conversation, he expressed that he is monogamous. We've only been dating for a month, but it feels so good. But is it fair for me to keep dating him, knowing that I truly think I'm non-monogamous? I think it's fair. I think I wonder if maybe a monogamous person and a non-monogamous person could still date. I don't see it would be challenging. I certainly think it'll present its challenges, but I don't think it's impossible. I hear scoffing from Canada. <laughs> No, anxiety just kicked in. Uh, I wouldn't be able to date someone who isn't wired the same way I'm wired in terms of being monogamous. Sure. I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not saying it's ideal. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think it's certainly possible, especially if he's open to it. Maybe his monogamy lies in the fact that he doesn't want to stray to others, but he doesn't mind if his partner strays to others. Mm. Stray maybe is, you know, is a loose term in that sense, but he's open to like letting her do her thing, but he's going to stay monogamous himself. You know what I mean? 
Mm, boy, I don't think a monogamous person could handle that. I, like I said, I think it'd be challenging, but I don't think it's entirely off the table. Could a non-monogamous person find the person that makes them a monogamist? Sure, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Dean, do you feel that way? Do you feel like right now you're in a, a state of not really wanting to be monogamous? Would if someone that you're like, oh my god, this person is my ideal person, blah 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 blah, whoever it is, and they want to have a monogamous relationship, would you? Yeah, for a few months, sure. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, there you have it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, it's funny because I've actually, ever since obviously we talked about it initially on this podcast a couple months ago, I bring it up with friends, uh, female friends. And I always say, hey, would you ever consider being in a polyamorous relationship? That's what it's called, polyamorous, right? I guess, is that when you have multiple partners, like you're all a, like a thruple? Is that thruple? Essentially. Polyamorous okay. is when a woman has more than one husband, and polygamist is when a man has more than one wife. Gotcha. Oh. So, so what would be the, the same if like both partners have multiple partners? I guess, I guess the question that I always ask is, would you be interested in a poly, or would you be open to the idea of a poly relationship, right? Because poly could you go both ways. You ask that on a date? Not even on dates, just to, like friends, like lifelong oh. friends of like you know obviously females who are dating all that kind of stuff, um, and you know obviously they know my uh, tainted track record with dating and how challenging it's been for me to be in these monogamous relationships. So I asked them openly, I'm like, hey, what are your thoughts on uh, a poly relationship? And every single one of them is absolutely not. They always say absolutely no. Uh, I know someone who is right now kind of dating someone who is not really monogamous. And I, I love the amount of honesty that goes on in those kinds of relationships, because when you're in a monogamous relationship, there's all these like unwritten rules that you think apply to every relationship. But then when you're in an open one, you you're open, you're, you're kind of forced to being open about things that you're doing with other partners right. that may potentially, that's you what, know. That's all it boils down to at the end of the day is communication. Yeah. It's the chal- most challenging part because we're conditioned to like think that we're supposed to be monogamous, whether it's biological or, or whatever. I'm not here to argue that point. But if you if you have thoughts about other people and you're in a monogamous relationship, we're conditioned mm-hmm. to think that we should keep those thoughts secret and that mm-hmm. we shouldn't share those shots, thoughts with a partner. And mm-hmm. if you have them and you start sharing them, yeah, it'll be a challenging conversation, but it could ultimately lead to... I don't know, better feelings for each other and, and just maybe happiness for everyone involved. But again, it's challenging. I don't know. I, like like the non-monogamous thing is uh, it's... Uh, it has to be done right. There's a lot of rules that need to be laid has, down, I believe. It has to be done right. Um, so for Jasmine, in her case, she, like she said, she's seeing someone that's monogamous and she really likes him, but she thinks she's poly. Um, tell him. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. There's there's no getting around that, and it, unless you don't want to tell him, because here's the thing, you're not going to want to tell him because he's going to leave. He's not going to be. But cool I with doubt that. he leaves. Is my th- I don't think really? he'll leave. I really don't. Okay, but she, if you're if you're happy now, I wonder if you drop that grenade on him right now, because maybe you keep that to yourself and see where this goes. Because maybe this is the guy. Yeah, that but then don't you, you think she's that. what happened? What happened in the mark that always used to say, "Be yourself." Be open and honest, even with your shortcomings, and then let the people that are going to love you for those shortcomings love you for their shortcomings. Because I don't think that being a non-monogamist, and maybe this is me being insensitive, and I'm sorry if that's the case. Is a shortcoming? I don't see it as a shortcoming, I but agree. I also don't see it as a trait, as a I'm gay, I'm straight, 
I'm no. Christian. You know, there are certain things about you that are kind of set in some degree of stone. I'm not sure non-monogamy is set in stone. <laughs> I really don't like anything you just said, I'll be honest. Well, Dean, <laughs> do you feel like if you didn't have any of those experiences, would you be open to just being monogamous? Because I feel like you've been jaded and you've been jaded because of, you know, some things that you've gone through in the bachelor world and personal things like that. Do you feel like if those experiences haven't hadn't happened to you, you would want to be open to monogamy? I mean, I, at the end of the day, it's not that I'm not open to monogamy. It's just that we all go through phases in life. Right. And right now I'm in a phase where being in a relationship doesn't interest me, not for the fact of monogamy, but for the fact that it can kind of, put restrictions on the lifestyle that I want to live, i.e. I. traveling and going skydiving and whatever. But that's fine. It's doing a phase that you're going through. But I'm not it, could be, it could be a phase. I understand what you're saying, but I'm just saying that the, the main driving factor for me to not want to be in a relationship right now isn't monogamy. While monogamy is a fear on the list, it's not number one. It's not the one reason preventing me from wanting to be in a relationship with someone. And the, when I when I have mm-hmm. conversations with people asking them if they're open to poly, it's it's more so for me to just kind of probe and understand people's reactions to that a little bit better because it's such a new thought to me, at least to be vocal about, you know. Explain to me. Um, you just refer to it as a phase, which is all I was kind of saying is this could be a phase you're sure. going through. Explain to me. Just like being gay or being Christian. No, I don't see those as phases. Or maybe no, I misinterpreted. Was, I'm no, saying, you misinterpreted that. He okay. was saying that it's not like a, I guess, like a label, right? Is that what you're saying, Mark? I, I'm saying that whether you're gay or you're straight or you're Christian or you're Jewish, those things are fairly set in stone. I don't think yeah. non-monogamy is necessarily uh, set in stone. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I kind of see what you're saying, but I still don't necessarily I see it as more of a phase where I don't see those other things as phases. I yeah. feel like those are lifelong commitments. Okay, okay, okay. Yep, no, that makes sense to me. Okay. All right. Uh, I can't wait for the day Dean comes in. He's like, oh, my God, I'm in love with so-and-so, and you're never going to want to go on another day with anyone else. I mean, the, thing with, the thing with me, though, is I fall in love very easily and quickly, but then I fall out of it just as quick. Why and do you think not, that is? I don't know. I, I have addiction to – my therapist told me I have an addiction to novelty, and I still think that's true. I love experiencing mm-hmm. new things, and then when they're no longer a novelty to me, mm-hmm. I want to find – Do you find, think that's why you travel so much? 100%. So you're yeah. not interested in like a sister-wife situation. You're interested in seeing uh, a person for a while and then another person for a while and the novelty of new people, right? It's not even people, but yeah, th- people, places, things. Yeah, okay, got sure. it. Okay. And I know that's not fair. Like it's it's unfair to bring someone to that situation. Um, but yeah, my therapist told me that. She's like, yeah, you have an addiction, an addiction to novelty. And I was like, ah, I try to like, I was like racking my brain to try and argue with her and I couldn't come up with an argument. So I was like, ah, All right, let's take a quick break, and then we have our first guest here in a second. She's with uh, something called It's Just Lunch. If you're tired of dating apps, this is a new way to meet the one. Melissa Brown is coming up next. If you're like me, and you're moving into a new place, and you want things to be done quickly, like your home furnishing, well, let me tell you about Joybird, because Joybird was a lifesaver for me. Joybird believes that you should never settle when it comes to your home furnishing and that you should always have the freedom to be boldly original. Each Joybird piece is made by hand with care and precision using high quality hardwood and responsibly sourced materials to fit your exact specifications. And there is a limited lifetime warranty included. The best part 
is that there is a 365-day home trial. Yes, that's 365 days. Skip the furniture store and bring the showroom home. You get to sit on it, sleep on it, break it in, see if you like it. And if you don't love your Joybird, which, I mean, you probably will end up loving it, you can return it for a full refund. And it's hassle-free in-home delivery. They'll come in, they'll remove all the packaging materials for you, and you get free returns within two weeks of delivery. I just ordered the Soto chair for my man in Taylor Fell Gray and Maplewood. With its clean and sleek lines, it becomes a perfect size chair to put under a standing lamp or in a corner with a blanket draped over it. It's beautiful. It goes so well with his place. See how Joybird is revolutionizing online furniture shopping. Create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com slash dean. Go to joybird.com, J-O-Y-B-I-R-D.com slash D-E-A-N and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using code DEAN, that's D-E-A-N. Happy shopping! Okay, so let's jump into our next segment with Melissa Brown, who is from, as Mark said, It's Just Lunch. Melissa, are you there? I am. Hello. How are you? Thank you so much for calling in today. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. Of course. So, Melissa, tell us, what what exactly is It's Just Lunch? So, It's Just Lunch. We are a personalized matchmaking service, so we're not an app. We're not online. Um, we're an alternative to, to an app or online. Um, but basically, our clients work with matchmakers. So we set up dates for our clients, um, and we'll set up lunch dates, or we'll do drinks after work. Okay. And how do people, I guess, find you guys then? Is it just all word of mouth? Yeah, yeah. Actually, a lot of our clients do come from word of mouth and referrals. Um, that's actually the number one way. But... You know, we're out there. We're in a, a bunch of cities across the United States. Um, but we have a website, mm. and um, we obviously um, reach our clients either through um, our online efforts or they'll call in. They'll hear about us and call in. Um, and so typically they'll just check us out, see what we're all about first um, before they actually speak to a live mass thinker. And so do you, do you notice a trend in singles? I guess, I don't know the age range that you guys typically work with, but are they moving away from those dating apps? Do you tend to see that? They are. It's, it's actually a real thing. And I, I don't know if you've heard about um, IRL, but dating in real life is, it's actually like a new phenomenon where people are really ditching the apps right now. Um, they want that alternative. They want to actually date in real life. Um, you know, we believe personally it is just lunch that you really can't predict chemistry unless you meet that person face to face. I mean, you have to be sitting across for that person. You have to have that interaction, um, and swiping and winking and not even actually going on a real date, you know, is a, is a really challenging way to actually, you know, meet the love of your life. You have to get in front of them and meet face to face. Well, one of the benefits that I could think of that comes right to mind off of a dating app is, of course, you're going to have a lot of conversations, but you can kind of gauge the chemistry before you meet with them face to face. So, what? Well, that you... was my question. Is it a blind date? Yeah. So we're so it depends. No, typically no. A lot of our memberships, you know, they do see photos, so they do have that pixel in front of them. They mm. get to see those pictures, which is pretty much what you see online. But 
even then, I mean, yes, you may say, okay, I, I can tell that, you know, they're pretty. I could tell they're handsome. I could tell I'm attracted to them. But you really can't tell until you see their smile, until you see the way they communicate, mm-hmm. you know, until you hear that laugh. I mean, there's so much more to chemistry than just a picture and, and looks. And, um, and so, but it is a good way. I mean, I think starting off having a sense of, of who that person is is important. Um, but with us, our clients, you know, like to utilize a personalized matchmaker because they kind of sift through all the no's for them. <laughs> they could just focus on the ones that they want to meet and not have to get through all the no's, you know, to find that yes. So what would you see is the most top trending qualities that a man is looking for in a woman or a man is looking for a man or in their potential partner? Yeah, well, I think for, I mean, for men, it is, a lot of it is looks. I mean, and for men and women, they'll know within the first 20 minutes if they want to see that person again. So Really? Yeah, it is pretty quick. I'm surprised Um, it takes that long. No, I'm surprised. (laughs) I'm surprised that it takes a date, period. I thought it would take at least three because the first date you're just trying to gauge and see like, you know, how should I act around this person just to get a second ga- a second date? And then after the second date, that's when you really start to know, or the third day, you really start to know with the person's true colors, or at least, I mean, true I, colors. I personally think it's funny hearing both of your responses to that <laughs> because that's so typical. You're thinking it takes, oh my gosh, 20 minutes so long. And then you're saying it's, it's not long enough. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it is, it is, you know, a lot of times with men, it is looks, but for, for both men and women, I mean, they're pretty quick to, to tell right away if they want to meet that person again. And what do you see yourself, like, what do you see the success rate of it's just lunch versus like a typical or traditional dating app? And I say traditional, I guess it doesn't. So, like so for us, um, you know, we are, we, we focus on first dates. Um, so we do get to, uh, develop relationships obviously with our clients because we do get to know them really well over the course of their membership um sometimes we don't always hear about all the success stories unfortunately but you know for us you know a successful date was a successful first date and that they want to you know that they want to see each other again and that they exchange phone numbers and and that they ultimately had a great time meeting that person um we do hear success stories all the all the time in fact we, we probably hear them every day if not twice a day um, on different stories of clients that got married or got engaged. So we, of course, love hearing those. Yeah, of course. Well, so so if you're almost strictly a first date service, how many, I have a question, and it may, I don't know, how many times are you willing to work with someone before you're no longer willing to work with them? Like how many first dates are you willing to set someone <laughs> up, up on? Oh, my gosh. We never throw in the towel over here. I mean, we always <laughs> – we, we always look at dating as you've got to be proactive. And that's actually one of my, my pieces of advice that I always give clients is have an open mind and don't throw in the dating towel. Just because you haven't met your special someone doesn't mean it's not going to happen. But you just have – oh, go ahead. But you never see anyone, like, abusing the system? No, they're not getting second dates because they're not interesting, but they're not getting second dates just because they're like, I want to see as many first dates I can go on. Like, oh, like, you know, so you're like thinking about like serial daters. Yeah. Okay. So, well, we, we're a fee-based service. And so our clients are typically a little bit more serious gotcha. than some of the, the, the apps and maybe some of more of the free sites. 
um, because there is an investment that's made. And so when they're investing, they're obviously taking dating a little bit more serious. A lot of our clients, you know, are looking for a relationship. They are looking to get married. Um, They are looking to be with the one, even if it's not marriage again. Um, or they're just taking dating very serious. You know, they they wanna they wanna go on meaningful dates. Well, um, Melissa, I'm gonna be honest. So when we, you when you said that you were a fee based service, I thought you were gonna follow it up by saying we'll send them as on as many first dates as they want because that means we're they're paying us more money. <laughs> well, we actually would love our clients to all meet someone, um, but of course, if a client hasn't met someone, it just it it, it just it, it happens. I mean, it's still dating. We don't have a crystal ball. We can't predict a marriage and we can't predict chemistry, but you know, we can get pretty close to it and we can work with the client directly. And that's part of working with the matchmaker is, is that feedback, that interaction, all those discussions about what you are looking for so we can get as close as possible. Um, but there are clients, you know, that they, they have to kiss a lot of frogs to find their prince and that's okay. You know, we want to keep working with them and, and help them, you know, find their one and eventually it will happen. Yeah. I guess I want to know. So, uh, Melissa, you're married, right? I am, yes. What advice, I I have two questions. What advice would you give to our listeners who are in a relationship or are looking to have a healthy relationship? What advice would you give to to those listeners? And two, how many matchmakers do you have and how many of those matchmakers are married? Oh, my gosh. ton of matchmakers throughout our offices and depending on the size of the location you know we may have two to four in one particular location I mean I think maybe there's some offices that even have six matchmakers for a particular city um, I actually I don't know the stats of how many are married I mean our clients are all different age or our, our matchmakers are all different age ranges we have um, but I don't know how many are actually married. I know for me, when I wasn't married, I personally would have loved to to, to date through it just lunch. Obviously, we can't we can't do that. Um, so I had to find alternative ways to meet my husband. Right. And how did you meet your husband? We met at the dog park. Mm. Aww. Well, that can be a perfect first date too. I was going to say that's a great one. I know. Well, it, it definitely. You know, even our clients that are dating through us, we always tell them like, be proactive. Like, still put yourself out there. You know, go to the dog park. Go to a party that you maybe wouldn't normally go to. Try a new coffee spot. You know, get out there and put yourself in situations that you normally wouldn't be in because you may come across or be introduced to someone that you normally would not meet. I mean, I, I, I see what you're doing. I think it's a great idea because like you said, it's a lot uh, more challenging to meet someone, especially one of my big gripes with dating apps as great as they can be, you know, you can get connected to a lot of people through them. Um, but the, the mindset changes a little bit when you decide to drop the dating app and take it more seriously. Again, it's not a spot that I'm in right now, but there is just a different mindset when it comes to dating offline versus online. Right. And so it sounds like. Are you guys dating right now? Are you? What are you guys doing? Van- like, yeah, Vanessa no? and I are boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm happily in a really a very very new relationship. So we're at the beginning stages oh. of still getting to know each other. Uh, and Dean is I'm single. Is is traveling and he's single. Oh. And non-monogamous. <laughs> yeah, <there it> is. <laughs> oh my god, that's for him to say. We need to we need to put a definition well, on what monogamy actually is. Through it, just lunch. We should get you on some it's just lunch date. Uh, I mean, I really appreciate the offer, but I I, I don't think I'm ready for that right now. 
No, you do got to be ready. And, and you know what? I can totally appreciate that response because, you know, you want to be ready for this type of experience, you know, because you know that you're going to be meeting people who are serious. Yeah. And so we want our mm-hmm. clients to have the same in return. So I can appreciate that honesty. So what cities are you guys based out of? You, I mean, you were mentioning multiple locations earlier. We are. So our website actually has a list of all of our cities. I mean, we're pretty much across the United States. So any major city, we're definitely in. And then we're also in Canada, and we service clients. Yay! Yay! I know. I know, Vanessa. Aren't you from Canada? I am. And every time I, like, hear these services or some, like, products that we're talking about, I'm like, well, is it featured in Canada? They're like, not yet. So that makes me really, really happy. Do you know which cities in Canada? Aren't you? Aren't you from Montreal? Are you Montreal? Or are you- I am. Okay. So, unfortunately, we don't have an office there, though, yet, Vanessa. <laughs> but um, we are in Toronto, and we service clients in Calgary and Edmonton, Vancouver, Victoria. So, Montreal is next. We got we to gotta start setting singles up there. Oh, and there's a lot of singles out here. So, I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to be, be making use of your services. Yeah. That would be a good, that'd be good for us. Are, th- are there a lot of singles in Montreal? Mm-hmm. Single girls or guys? Single people, girls, I remember, guys. I remember one of your biggest gripes with living in Montreal <laughs> no, was like just, you're like it's so hard just to find people. Single guys in Montreal. That's it. No yeah. single girls, right? <laughs> we'll get into that conversation later, Dean. But I'll explain why it was so hard for me to date in Montreal. Okay. It's it's a very different city as opposed to you know Toronto or LA. They're more close-minded when it comes to anyway. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Did you meet your significant other, Vanessa, your your new guy in Montreal, or is he from somewhere else? No, so he's from Montreal, and I haven't dated anyone in Montreal in the last seven years. So it was okay. a very big deal for me. Um, yeah, and it's it's been it's been fun and exciting, but it's still the very beginning stages of the relationship. So we're still getting to know each other. It's the fun stages. Yeah, it is. It's fun, but it's also scary because you're like, what am I going to find out? <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts because it's not going to be fun forever. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my God. But when you say when you say it's the fun stages, you make it sound like there's only a short amount of fun to be had. It's finite, and then it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> oh I boy! All right. Butterfly state. You have the butterfly stage. Yeah, we love the butterflies. <laughs> um. Okay, Melissa. So for the listeners out there that want to consider giving it's just lunch a try, where can they find you guys? You know what? I would go to our website because that way you can get some more information about who we are, our process. Um, there's a great page that just kind of answers all commonly asked questions. You can see some of our matchmakers. Um, so I would go to it's just lunch.com okay. and there, you know, you can read up on us and then you can contact us. We have phone numbers listed there. Um, or you can actually just, you know, request to speak uh, to a matchmaker through our website as well. Amazing. So there you go. If you're listening to this and you want to get rid of the dating apps, you want to meet someone in real life, as Melissa puts it, go to it's just lunch.com. Check it out. Um, Melissa, well, thank you so much for calling in today. We really appreciate it. We love what you're doing. I think any chance people in 2019 can get to disconnect, it's always beneficial. Oh, I love it. And get it get it in Canada. Get it in Quebec, girl. We got to get these Montreal single people <laughs> starting to match up. All right. We're on it. We got it. <laughs> thank you so much, Melissa. We'll talk to you soon. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Can, before we jump into something else, can we... Can we define what monogamy means Let's to do us? That. I think it's time. Yeah. Should, should, do you want me to like Google it and no, read no, no, you? No, I want our definition. Well, oh. let me ask you, what's the difference between a non-monogamous yeah. and a guy who's just a player? Oh. Well, there's a huge difference. So when I... when It's I, the honesty behind it. Is that what it is? 
Yeah, if I'm dating someone who's saying, hey, I want to date you, but I also want to see if there's other people I can date, I'll, re I'll respect him a lot more as opposed to someone who's doing it behind my back. Okay, because when I, when I keep saying non-monogamous, I, like, I feel like people keep thinking that like I'm sleeping with someone every weekend or something like that, which isn't the case. Then that's what a player would be, I guess. Is someone that's sleeping. Oh, don't you fart <laughs> your lips at me. <laughs> um, it's just that I'm just not, in I just am like, I'm, I'm basically asexual at this point. I feel like <laughs> to like a pretty, to a degree, you know what I mean? Um, and so when I say non-monogamous, what I mean is, I guess that's why I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Is it you're dating people but then while you're dating them, you're also telling those people that you're dating other people. If they ask you, are you just coming out right yes. and, t and saying it right away? I think there's different rules that apply to different relationships. If I were in with someone just knowing how I am and I think I have a little bit of trust issues, I would want to know everything. So I wouldn't want to know just oh, there's this one uh, movie on Netflix. It's called Newness. Have you heard of it? No. Is it good? It's good in the sense that it explains like relationships nowadays and how people start dating each other and then they're open into they're they're opening themselves up to the possibility of dating other people and the fact that they have to be honest with each other but then one secret becomes an, another bigger secret and another bigger secret and then it starts like the snowball effect and it just ruins the relationship. Mm. So I think there there has to be rules i mean this is coming from someone who is monogamous so maybe this is complete like bs but i would assume there ha there has to be a shit ton of rules in order to still have that level of respect for each other especially especially if you're sleeping with other people mm. that that's a whole other risk factor so of, me, for your health so Vanessa, let me ask you this and don't use your current relationship as an example maybe just speak generally about your life when you mm -hmm. at what point in a relationship with talking to a guy, do you become non-monogamous or monogamous? I'm sorry. Day one. The second you start a conversation with that guy, you're not talking to a single other guy. Uh, I'm not physically seeing anyone else. I'm not. Um, I'm not. And I think this is one of my uh, default. I don't know how to say it in English. Like, I don't know how to keep my options open. And I do tend to put all my eggs in one basket. And I guess that's why I get my heart broken in the end, because I didn't take things slow and my expectations are very high from early on hmm. so yeah i think that's but that's but that's something i know that i've realized about myself i'm not saying that's what people should do and they should do the opposite i think being open to dating more than one person i don't know because at what point do you say in the relationship hey Ugh, the beginning stages of a relationship just give me anxiety because I'm like, are you sleeping with anyone else? Right. Do I need to, you know? Is that what you're saying to them when you're saying I'm a non-monogamist? Are you saying I, I, I could sleep with somebody else tomorrow if I wanted to? Because I think that's a fear is the safety element. You don't want to be with a guy right. who's sleeping with other people when you're not around. Yeah. Whether it's right. behind your back or you're up and up about it. Right. Right. But if someone, uh -huh. like you said, the difference between a player is that they're going to be doing it behind your back and you have no idea. But if someone like Dean is honest about it, then I want to say, okay, what are the rules? What are our boundaries? Right. What are we willing to compromise and what are we willing, to, what are we willing to be comfortable with? Sure. Maybe this is just one of the other, one of the unteenth reasons why I just avoid relationships altogether. <laughs> oh my God. All right. What do you we mean? Have, I don't know. We have another guest on the line. It's all so darn confusing. We That's do have not. another guest. Think about this. We'll take another break, but think about this. Wouldn't it be a great way to get to know somebody on the chairlift at a ski resort? Sure. For that 
three minutes, eight minutes, whatever it is you're going up there sitting next to somebody, mm-hmm. it might be a nice opportunity to get to know somebody. Well, well, what that's do you think? Like the idea. Date. Chairlift speed dating is the idea, and we'll talk to them next. As you know, I've already talked about this before. 2019 is a very big year for me because I want to learn how to invest. And I discovered this new app called Robinhood. It's an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, and get this, all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing super easy for newcomers like me and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular, With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Help by Psycho Dating a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at Dean1, that's D-E-A-N number one, robinhood.com make sure not to miss this okay so now we're going to jump into um megan who is also from it's just lunch but who so megan let us get this straight so you guys hosted an event in wisconsin yeah and you guys have a very specific method that you use in order for potential prospective couples um, to get to know each other. Is that right? That's correct. Right. So tell us about that, because obviously we have it in front of us here, but tell the listeners what that method is and what uh, what you kind of, where it kind of came from, what gave you the idea, and what you saw when you were in Wisconsin. Sure. So um, Wilmont, we went to a awesome chairlifting event. We partnered with the, um, the ski resort there, and they were hosting a speed dating event, and I was there to help, um, you know, set the single um, event partakers up. And so really it was just an awesome vibe. There was, it was snowing. Um, There was a lot of participants. Everyone was really excited to be there. And we had people of all ages that were there. Um, I'd say about 50 people partook in the event. A lot of people um, were just at the resort and they wanted to sign up last minute so they did that was awesome and so myself and another it's just lunch matchmaker um started coordinating and setting everyone up and then once we had successful matches we sent them up on the list and that's kind of how it went dean i feel like you'd be into this yeah i mean it's more up my alley than uh sitting down for a drink for sure Yeah, because what's three minutes? (laughs) Well, there's that, and there's the aspect of shared interest, (laughs) which I think is pretty important. Um, Okay, so Megan, so you, like you said, you had people sign up beforehand, but you also had just basically people walk in that that saw you kind of advertising it, and they're like, hey, we're interested. That's what it sounds like, yeah? Yeah, correct. What was the division of male-female? Was it 50-50? So it wasn't exactly 50-50, but it was closer than what I thought it was going to be. 
And so there was everyone successfully met a match. Everyone went up on the ski lift with someone from the event. Um, and actually, there was an interesting situation that had happened. Everyone had went up, and there was one woman behind. She was in her later 20s. Mm. And I was just like, hey, you know what? Let's just go find you someone, right? And Aww. so her and I just went up the hill. We started walking towards the lift. And coincidentally, this gentleman who looked like he was probably in his 20s, too, he came down um, the hill. He skied down the hill. And I just kind of started, you know, conversing with him. And I said, hey, you know, you wouldn't happen to be single, would you? He's like, no, I am single. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't pay for this event, though. I'm like, no, that's fine. And I introduced them. And um, I saw them go. I stood at the bottom of the lift because I was watching, you know, how successful things were going and how things were going. And um, I saw them go up and down um, the hill together multiple times, and they totally hit it Aww. off. So that was really you're like the you're like the best friend every girl wants to have. Just randomly Aww. going up to guys and saying like, "Hey, are you single?" Um, so what was some of the interest? And I had asked um, I had asked Melissa this earlier. What are some of the interests that people have? Like qu qualities that they were looking for. Obviously, they have like the interest of wanting to be physically in shape or not even, but just like having the interest of skiing uh, or snowboarding, what are some other things that people were looking for? Sure. So, you know, obviously a lot of people, it just depends on what, um, everyone has different tastes and different styles. Um, I see a lot of people looking for people who are active, um, adventurous, you know, they mm -hmm. have someone who just kind of, you know, goes to work Monday through Friday and then just kind of watches movies on the weekend. They want someone who is willing to be spontaneous and excited. Um, and I love, I love seeing that everyone seems, you know, to, to really want something exciting. And, um, you know, most people are just looking for someone genuine, someone who they can communicate well with and, you know, someone who's not too uptight. Um, everyone, you know, like I said, everyone's different or are a little different. Everyone's kind of looking for something different, but I see more often than not people looking for someone who they can, you know, be spontaneous and go on fun trips with and just have fun with. Hmm. Vanessa, would you ever do something like that? Yeah, I think, I, I don't know if I would have uh, signed up for it because I am someone who's extremely spontaneous. Well, maybe not as much as Dean, but I am someone who is spontaneous. And I think if I was at the Hill and I would have seen a sign to say sign up and I was single at the time, I totally would have done it. Because it's what, you're, it's three minutes of your time or however long it takes to go up a ski lift. And if you like the person, then it's like, oh, okay. Well, if you don't like them romantically, you can still become friends with them and go skiing down the hill with them. So I think it's, it's a really cool concept, but I assume if people do sign up um, to be a part of this, they're not necessarily getting a background check at the mountain, but if you are a member, then you are getting a background check or people are getting background checks. So we obviously, you know, take a lot into consideration um, when it goes into that type of, you know, prerequisite and, and looking and, and um, you know, providing the security. Um, I just do, I'm strictly a matchmaker here. So I, um, you know, work on what everyone's looking for. I um, make sure that I'm setting my clients up with people who are exactly what they're looking for and they have a lot of common interests. And um, so that's what my job is mm. here is just making sure that 
my clients are meeting people who they're compatible with and who they have similar interests um, with. And that's kind of my, definitely my main goal is to make sure that I'm setting people up with um, people who, you know, they're going to have an incredible first date with. And Megan, beyond, beyond skiing, sorry to interrupt you. What other, uh, what's something similar? Like what's, what else could you guys do? You know, like what's next? Sure, absolutely. Well, this we really liked this event because it was so different. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. No, it's, it's a I great mean, idea. That's why I'm curious yeah. to yeah, think I love what it. it could be. Definitely. So I think that this is going to not only encourage myself, but encourage, you know, the other matchmakers um, in It's Just Lunch to really think differently and to go out of the box when it comes to events. I mean, you know, we're working with people who are, I was surprised at how many people had showed up. I was so excited to see that that many people had signed up because to be honest, that's kind of scary to, to, I mean, definitely go out and going out of your comfort zone and doing something that, um, you know, not everyone's the most comfortable with. They didn't know if, you know, who they were going to meet or what it was going to be like. So they definitely put, you know, their trust in us. And I'm really happy to see how successful it was. It was incredible. So I'm definitely starting to brainstorm with my team and we are thinking of, you know, the most unique ways to set singles up mm-hmm. and to introduce them. Cool. So, um, yeah, I, I can't say I have anything exactly lined up right now, but I am definitely using that unique activity to make sure that, you know, um, we, we just continue going up from here and get, you know, incredible singles everywhere. Um, to interact um, face-to-face. I, I love, you know, something that I had noticed was, and I said this to, to someone who asked me, they're like, you know, how successful do you think this event was? And I'm like, look around. You know, we've been here for three and a half hours, and I haven't seen one person on their cell phone. Hmm. And, you know, that's I mean, amazing. I yeah. It, I mean, it speaks volumes. And everyone was just engaging. And, I mean, we had people in their early 20s to their 60s. And everyone was talking, even Aww. the 60-year-olds, we're talking to the 20 year olds, you know, maybe that's maybe so cute. Match, yeah. And just really like cute. being able to connect, even if you don't connect with someone romantically, everyone is looking for a form of connection out there. And I think that's a beautiful thing that what you guys are doing. Yeah. It's incredible. I'm so happy to be a part of it. Same. I'm happy to be part of it too. Not through you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Megan, so, thank you. Um, yeah. Thank you for, for calling. And, and so for listeners that might be interested in, uh, interested in seeing an event or attending an event i'm sorry later on are they able to find out the website it's just lunch yeah absolutely um just you know research your local it's just lunch office you can always call us too um and we'd be more than happy to you know providing you all the information about the events that we host we are busy we love to connect people face to face um so we're always hosting events and yeah absolutely just give your local it's just lunch office a call and they'd be more than happy to providing you that information heck yeah well thank you so much for sharing and thank you for doing what you guys are doing connecting people uh in interesting locations like that like that's awesome absolutely thank you guys so much for having me all right take care thank you bye bye Vanessa, that's you, really interesting do you ski i snowboard Oh. Yeah, cool. But that's so a really interesting concept. Yeah, you're on the lift, you're meeting people. Yeah. It depends how many like, how many fireball shooters I've had that day if I'd be willing to do something like that, you know? Like but, I said, I don't think I would have signed myself up. I think if it was there. That's, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Plus, talking yeah. to Dean, he wants a much bigger chair on your way up. He's going to want to fit a lot of people in there. He's not, a, he's not comfortable with a one-on-one chair. This is what I'm talking about. I hate where this is skewing. It's skewing in the direction I don't want it to. And I don't like it. Dean, tell me about Brittany Rose and why you wanted her on the show today. Brittany Rose. So we had uh, the host of Temptation Island mm-hmm. a couple Mark of Wahlberg. weeks ago. Mark Wahlberg. That's right. Marky Mark. Um and I, I mentioned Brittany a little bit because so when I moved to Venice like two years ago, I moved into this wonderful little bungalow with a couple of my friends, moved out of there. And, you know, obviously when you move out of a house, you get a lot of mail sent to that old address before you are able to like relocate everything to your new one. And uh, this girl moved in and I was getting just like a stupid amount of mail and I kept I was gone for like months on end. And so it would just like pile up. Um, and. So I would have to check in like at least once or two, twice a month and be like, hey, I'm waiting for this piece of mail. Will you please let me know if it comes in or not? And it turns out uh, it was Brittany who's on this show, Temptation Island. No way. And then later on, she was like, they were considering casting for her and vice versa. She was considering going on the TV show. And obviously uh-huh. she knew that she knew that she knew that I made a fool out of myself on Bachelor. So she's like, let me pick your brain a little bit and, mm-hmm. and kind of understand a little bit more about the reality TV realm before I fully commit to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so now we're neighbors and Brittany is a, a reality TV icon. She's she's making waves on Temptation Island and she's coming up next. All right. You guys have heard me, about me talk about it before. You know, we love it over here at Help I Suck at Dating. It's 23andMe. And what it does is allows you to go beyond ancestry to access more personalized insights about you based on your DNA. With more than 125 genetic reports, you can even gain insights about your health traits and more. Um, like I've said before, I've learned a lot about myself through 23andMe, a lot of things that I always thought about myself, um, and then just kind of comes in through their DNA research, which is really cool to see as well. But receiving your personalized genetic reports is just the beginning, so you can take the next steps by talking to your healthcare provider or considering lifestyle changes like adjusting your sleep habits or caffeine consumption. One of the things that I've done recently actually is switch exclusively to decaf coffee, um, and I've actually noticed a, a pretty big difference in my um, sleeping ability and just my energy levels throughout the day. So um, you can also find out if you have alcohol flush reaction, which is uh, you know if alcohol turns your cheeks pink as a glass of like like a glass of rosé, basically. Um, and you can learn about that through the DNA reports with 23andMe. You can also discover how your body processes saturated fats. The saturated fat and weight report can tell you all about how genetics may impact your body's response to your diet, and it's all very very useful information to get your hands on. So what you can do is go to 23andme.com slash Dean. That's the numbers 23andme.com slash D-E-A-N and get your own Ancestry kit sent to you um, and see what your genes can say about your health, your traits, and and much, much more. I highly recommend it. It's something that's super, super interesting um, and I can, and can ensure that you will find it just as interesting as we all have. So check it out, 23andme.com slash Dean. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, 
gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So... I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin. I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. So we have Brittany in studio. Brittany, I was just telling so them we be here. I was just telling them we had Mark in about a month ago. Um, I just listened to that this morning actually. Great guy. Hilarious. I was telling them our origin story about how we came to know each other. So wild, That's crazy. Huh? Yeah, I yeah. live in Dean's old house, and he needed his mail, and I still get mail for you, so Wait. I actually have a pile of it. Did you bring it with you? No. Oh. We're going to have to grab a coffee. We live like two blocks away from each other, so it's not so bad. Yeah. Um, okay, so fill us in a little bit about Temptation. Actually, fill us in about you first, because the listeners want to know about you, and then we can fill we can dive into the show a little bit. Um. Wow, I have a lot of stories, I guess. I grew up in the music business, actually. My mom was a, an indie for Clear Channel when iHeart and Clear Channel were doing their thing, so that's pretty cool. Grew up in the music industry. I was homeschooled half the time. I had some health stuff I dealt with in the, my early 20s, which led me to Tulum, Mexico, where I worked with a doctor and started a retreat company with my mom. 
and wow. I'm all good and healthy and happy. And Yay. Um, yeah, I teach yoga. I rescue dogs. I love people. I like to throw events with other people that I love and are kind of like-minded conscious creators. Mm. And that's my gist. I'm still young. So figuring it out. Brittany, it sounds like you got it all together, but when it comes to Stop, finding don't read that. <laughs> you don't will read stop that. at nothing to find him. That's You're wild. taking the Zen attitude to a whole new level, aren't you? The Zen attitude. I love that. I need that on like my license plate or something. So what made you want to go on Temptation Island? Uh, my old roommate was actually asked to be on it. She's an influencer. And without telling me, she gave them my information instead. Classic. Yeah. And I got the old DM on Instagram. And I talked to them. I did an interview. I did a second, a third. And then at some point I was doing like psych evaluations, working mm -hmm. with a doctor who actually knows Dean too. Just a wonderful group of people. And she probably knows Vanessa as well. Oh, having a brain fart Hilda. moment. Hilda. I was going to say Helga. Oh, I love Hilda. Yeah, really sweet as nice can be, huh? Yeah, she's the sweetest. I so love her. The whole team has just been super welcoming. And the, the main thing that really tipped me toward yes was casting is incredibly adamant that the singles they're casting for Temptation Island are looking for love. They're truly looking mm -hmm. for a partner in their life. They're not like temptresses and temptees or whatever you'd call them. They're really, really at that, that stage in their yeah. life where they're looking for a partner and someone to settle down with. And you're just so sick of saying namaste <laughs> to single men, right? Stop it. Don't read that. <laughs> He's just what does it say out. about downward dog? I'm looking at downward <laughs> dog with... It's, they must have cut that out. Anyway... Um, yeah, there's no, nothing mentioned yeah, here. Yeah, so it happened, and then honestly, Dean was the last person I spoke to. I was like, D I sat on the contracts for a few weeks. I'd never done anything like it. I hadn't watched a single reality TV show for more than like five minutes. I'm like, Dean, I need to talk to you. You're the only one other person that I really know that can help me get like a gauge on this. And he's like, Britt, it's going to be great, you know, and... Worst case scenario, I go a month with digital detox right. and kind of going on yeah. some lavish experiences and doing things I'd never experienced before. And it was very different than I could have anticipated, though. Well, I have a question. So you seem like someone who's very much into, well, it says here that you want to connect with someone on a more spiritual level. Yes. And I find I was actually just having this conversation with my friend the other day, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm able to ever date someone who isn't open to the idea of going to therapy and just like healing from within in order to be able to be in a healthy relationship. And now you're in a position where you're single, you have your shit together, and now you're entering this world where there are single men who are coming with stories from their past and their relationship as well. And you're learning about them and you're discovering things. I mean, I don't know if I can get into details because I have a feeling you may kind of connect with Carl. I haven't watched what, any of the episodes. What's but giving I'm, you that feeling? <laughs> I'm, I haven't watched any of the episodes, but I'm looking at um, some of the, uh, the couples and their bios. And, well, Ca uh, Carl is a fitness freak, Ooh. and he's a little bit older. <laughs> well, older. He's 31. He's not that old. Vanessa's got, but, a, Vanessa's got a good eye for this kind of stuff. We'll see. Yeah, I have a feeling <laughs> that, I mean, he, he look, he's very good looking. He's very handsome, that's for sure. He's very good looking, and he looks charming. Um, but what's on the inside? You, yeah. Right. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like, how are you? So how are you able to get to that level of connection that you want to get to a kind of person like you wants to get to if you literally don't know anything about these people and they're dating other people at the same time? So it's like, I don't know. It's, it's a whole mind game. Well, you know, what's awesome is since we didn't have phones or laptops or music right. or books or anything like that type of connection is actually much more possible in an environment like that where you're just living with these people 24 hours a day. There's zero distractions. 
nothing. Mm -hmm. Like you're just Mm -hmm. with them. So I think that the circumstances of it really support an authentic connection happening, um, which is a beautiful thing. And I'm kind of thinking about my thoughts, so I don't give anything away here. But um, <laughs> oh, oh, come on, you can give it all away. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. And you know what? Not to toot my own horn, but I will a little bit. Like I definitely wasn't chasing anyone down. So allowing that that authentic t- connection to happen naturally, if it's there, is is I think always the way to go. What did Mark say earlier in the episode? When you want nothing, you attract everything. Everything. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Mic like drop. A John Lennon <laughs> quote or something. <laughs> yeah, that's Easton on the sound effects, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Oh, it's so good. Um, no, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I mean, obviously, I've talked to you a little bit bef- or before and after the show. Mm-hmm. And so, how? <laughs> so as the show is airing, PTSD afterward. <laughs> while no. the show is airing, what is it like for you uh, while it's airing? Well, obviously, like without giving anything away, but just yeah. like experiencing it, like because you know you're getting attention from random people on the internet and mm-hmm. you're coming in and doing podcast interviews with people that suck at dating <laughs> um just like what what's kind of your experience been with it all it's a trip yeah like it is an actual trip i i find myself at a loss of words every week it changes you know it's still mm-hmm. relatively a new show so i know the network is spending a good amount of time and effort building it up and intro- reintroducing people to the idea of it so every week it's so different. Everything like doubles the responses and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, seeing myself on camera um, has actually relieved a lot of my anxiety I had leading up to that. I thought it was going to be 10 times worse really? than it than it actually is. Yeah. And I'm cracking up because I'm getting a little bit of heat from some of the other single chicks, like because I'm coming across as I was, which is like not wanting to deal with any of the drama mm. and just kind of walking away from it. And as the producers would say, I'd walk away and do yoga. As that was going on. Um, And then tonight, actually, the show's on at 10 o'clock Eastern, and it's actually my first date with Carl. So, Oh, look at that. Yeah. (laughs) You've called it. So it's going to get more vulnerable for me. Why do you go on a date with Carl? What was it about Carl? Uh, Well, because he picked me, of course. I'm just kidding. Um, we, We just, like, the first time we did talk, we connected hardcore. We actually were avoiding each other. Uh, mutually for the first week in the house. Why? Um, because we were both attracted to one another. Mm. Uh-huh. Di- different reasons. He was like, you know, I don't want to go down old Carl kind of route and you're the most beautiful woman here, in my opinion, and I've been avoiding you and I'm all like blushing back in kindergarten again. And I'm just like, wow, you're. I definitely have a little crush on you, which is why I've been avoiding you too. Mm. So we talked and we both couldn't believe that one another felt that way and uh, he picked me for the date the next day. So I was really excited for that. I can't wait going. to watch. Thank what, you. For what watching. do you guys do on the Look date? at that smile. Look at that <laughs> smile. <laughs> uh, you um, can spoil the activity. What do I? Okay. So I forget. I think it's called speed boating. You went what on the boat? You can spoil the activity, <laughs> Dean. Just give us like a synopsis. It's okay. It was in the, the preview. I exactly. think it's called speed, speed boating. It's like a giant jet ski and takes you on the verge of vomiting and nausea, but yeah. having so much fun. So we did uh-huh. that and. Nothing like um, vomiting on a date, right, Vanessa? I was praying. Exactly. <laughs> I, I did. I vomited on my first date. Really? On national television, yeah. Oh, it happens to the best. Was of it us. your first date? I thought you did it on the airplane. Uh-huh. It was my <laughs> first my first one-on-one. Oh, I thought that that was like one of the last ones. Cause that, no. You want to know what I was really upset about? I mean. You are amazing for making it through that. I love I love you for that. I don't know how I did. <laughs> I told the producer. It was so weird because I remember that day, I told, I told the, or the day before, I told Alon, 
I said, Alon, just make sure like if ever we do anything where I can get sick, I get really nauseous. Like even if I'm in a car reading, I'll just like vomit everywhere. And he's like, oh, okay. So he called Hilda and Hilda gave me gravel or whatever the drama you guys have in the States. And I was exhausted after that because it was just like a rush of emotions. Mm-hmm. And then like I was sick and I, had, I was on like three Dramamine pills that day. So I was having a candid conversation with a producer once about how I was like, I've always wanted to experience zero gravity, right? And I was like, they were like, oh, yeah, but the so only cool. way you can experience zero gravity is if you go into space, right? And I was like, well, no, there's this airplane that you can take that just drops you so fast that you get experience weightlessness for it's like two minutes yeah. or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's um, so cool. And there's different levels of it. And then Bennett walks in, who's like one of the executive producers of the show, and he like laughs at me in the face. He's like, yeah, Nick and Vanessa did that. Uh, and then he was like telling me about how like how difficult it was to set up and how like me as an individual mm-hmm. it would be so challenging for me to do because it's like it's very expensive, right? And I was just like yeah. I was so envious of both you and Nick in, in that moment because I was like that sounds – that's like a major bucket list thing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I know. I think they were, the franchise was trying to do it for years. Yeah. And then they finally got it on my season. <laughs> And you got the date. We're actually watching it on YouTube right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he French kisses me right after. I'm like, dude, you know, there's residue of vomit in my mouth. That's like the first sign of you. And there's the vomit. No, we haven't seen it yet. But you look happy. So far, yeah. It was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, there's the kiss. Aww. Oh, that's not awkward at all. I, I can't see what you guys are watching, but I could just mem- remember it in my head. It weirdly looks romantic. Um, it, it really was, and he really did. He took a really good care of me. It's funny because I've never watched Nick's season. You look beautiful. Wow, um, I've never seen Nick's season, and now that I obviously like him and I are good friends, it's which is weird to watch him in zero gravity make out with you, my co-host of this podcast. <laughs> now dating someone else. <laughs> right. What's going on with the world? Um, okay, um, so, so Brittany, do you do you spew it all in this episode or no? Uh, you'll have to tune in to find out. Let's get down to brass tacks here. <laughs> And it's airing on um, Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern on USA Network. USA Network. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Bravo for some silly reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything, but it's been all, all been going really well, yeah? Uh, there's some there's some drama still within some of the cast afterward, yeah. which I wasn't expecting. You know, I was really hoping going into this and, and then completing it all together that everyone could celebrate together and just have each other's back, at least on a professional level. But there's some personalities that aren't fully lined up with that do you ever meet on the show do you ever meet any of the girlfriends no really yeah so you have no idea what they look like you have no idea what their personality is like so you we just didn't, don't know who they are we didn't meet them but there is at the beginning of this season there's like two ceremonies where the couples are there the girlfriends are in their four chairs and like like the first date selection they okay. have to pick their dates in front of their significant others awkward oh. so mm. awkward i still feel uncomfortable um, so there was that, you know, we got to see them and like, there was definitely some cattiness coming from the group of single ladies to the, um, the couple girls and some comments here and there. It was just a very, um, high strung, like kind of intense scenario for everyone to yeah. be in. So you could like cut the tension with a knife, I think. And that was my only experience with them really. And then hearing what the guys would talk about in the house. Hmm. So you wouldn't communicate with the girls and I'm assuming after the show, there is a form of communication with some of the exes or if they are exes or at least the cast members. Yeah. Like you mean between well, like the I'm cast across the, the board or uh, like, the yeah, cu- I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about this. So let's just say hypothetically speaking, Brittany ends up with Carl. 
Okay. Hypothetically. Good okay. hypothetical. Hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically. Yep. <laughs> My intuition says Brittany ends up with Carl, or at least she likes him. <clears throat> and then Nicole's like, what? Does Nicole end up calling you? Like, do you guys, like, uh, I just feel like it's a, it's a whole other thing of Especially when you see someone say, say something about you privately that you didn't see in the <clears throat> moment, but then you watch it back on TV Ooh. and you're like, yeah. Shade. Yeah. That's did tricky. You do, did you do therapy? <laughs> I asked the executive producer, I'm like, so you're going to pay for my therapy now? And they <laughs> he said, laughed at nope. Me. I said, you know what? I don't even need therapy. If you want to figure out who you are, just go do Temptation Island. I can do anything after that experience. Um, Good. But yeah, no, no communication really with the girlfriends. But what I will say is like, so Evan Smith and his girlfriend, Casey, I went to middle school with them. And, no. and high school, I think with Casey, I think she went to Agora High School, but we grew up in the same area and I got on set and I realized, I'm like, wait, I've known you guys for like 15 no way. years. Because so that, has that a was weird. Crazy story. <clears throat> he does. He really does. And he's getting a lot of heat for it right now, which is kind of to be expected, but I do feel for him and I think he's handling himself really well. A lot of heat because of how he's acting on TV? Um. Or- well, because, you know, his backstory with his yeah. dad being murdered mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was his mistress's husband, I believe. And so then oh, Evan being on Temptation Island, like, just opens up the door for that conversation and for comments right. to be made. And um, he's getting a lot of s- for it. And it's it's hard, but he's handling himself with a lot of grace. Mm. Yeah. And there's a lot of us that have his back. So he's got a support system. Mm. So do you, looking back on your time on the show... Maybe what's aired or just generally speaking without, again, you know, obviously the season is still airing. Is there anything that you regret <clears throat> having gone on? Yeah, all the drinks. <laughs> all the drinks. You warned me. I, br- before Brittany left, me. she's like, I'm not going to drink any alcohol. I don't drink, so I'm not going to do it. And I was like, yeah. Well, Dean, we'll did you long drink long. on your season? Are you kidding me, Vanessa? <laughs> I didn't have, I had oh, only God. one drink and that was in Bimini. That was it. Wow. That's, That's impressive. So impressive. Yeah. It, even going into Winter Games, I was my third show. I was like, I'm not gonna have a single drink no. after the fir- after the first night. I didn't have a single drink. I woke up the next morning. I was like, Good for you, Dean. This is gonna be a great season. And then later that night, I was like drinking with everyone, having mm-hmm. fun. It's just like yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like no. there is can, there are things that you can do that you don't think of because there are cameras around, and then right. you watch it played back. And oh, I'm for, just for such sure. a lightweight. Yeah, that would be so embarrassing. I, I definitely there's some moments for sure. I, I, I take solace in knowing that maybe about three percent of the whole experience is actually being shown because I definitely mm-hmm. ate a platter of McDonald's one night and just you guys got McDonald's. That. I'm so jealous. Yeah, it was a it was a prize for a game we did in the house one night. That was our that was our what we won. So there was that. And I had my first martini ever, which led to like 80% blackout night. And here's my <laughs> uh, counterpoint to what you were saying earlier about how relieving it is to meet someone without any distractions around you, like your cell phones, your books, your TVs, whatever it is, because mm-hmm. you can focus solely on the other person. But mm-hmm. you're acting obviously outside of your typical character because you're drinking, you're eating McDonald's, you're doing 100%. what you typically do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you think that meeting someone under those circumstances, because that's not a true reflection of you outside of the show, is still an accurate way to, or like a, a, a interesting way to meet someone? Interesting. Yeah. Accurate. Also kind of yes. But is that sustainable outside of that environment? I don't know. Because Mm -hmm. if I'm if I'm in this environment and I'm all of a sudden drinking every other day like I don't in my usual life and I connect with someone that does do that, then maybe it's setting you up for something that's not really true outside of that situation. You know what I mean? Um, 
but also like to be honest because it was such a unusual and kind of anxious scenario the booze helped a little bit like i usually smoke weed mm. you know to to cool mm-hmm. myself down in my everyday life and that wasn't happening in hawaii so Did they let, they didn't let you smoke on the show they didn't let us no they'll let you poison yourselves with alcohol but they <laughs> won't let you smoke a plant mm-hmm. <laughs> it's legal in canada that's right countrywide Not good for hawaii, you guys i think right now Oh, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about up north. Canada hasn't invaded Hawaii yet, but I think probably pretty soon. That Canadian military is pretty, uh, it's making moves. What? You haven't heard about this? No. Oh, the Canadian Navy sent out ships to go uh, conquer Hawaii. What? Yeah. Oh, come on, guys. Obviously, that's a joke. I'm like, Canada, we're going to get the refugees, and that's what we're bringing them into our country. That's what we're doing. We're helping out. Um, Okay, so the show airs. Mondays and Tuesdays. No, just Tuesdays. We're we're post Bachelor. Oh right, right. Cause yeah, cause just for people that are craving more. Which, by the way, this is the first season of The Bachelor that I've started watching. What do you think so far? I'm just jaw dropped. Like maybe I should have watched some reality TV before I did it. Yeah, girl, that's how I felt. I didn't watch any. I watched maybe two episodes to kind of understand what the concept of the show was, and I'm like, Same. eh, let's just go and yeah. see what happens. Same. Yeah. Well, you're telling wild. me you watched Unreal. Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, also, jaw yeah. dropped. Everyone always gets like the heebie-jeebies from watching that show, but I, I watched it. and I was like, well, yeah, like obviously that's how it is. Well, I mean, it's an exaggerated version mm-hmm. of it, right? But I think like from from being on the franchise, it's so fun to see like, oh, that person is that producer, that person is oh, that camera crew. I don't know, but I mean, <laughs> who, hey, who knows? So, are you happy you went on the show though? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I am. It's taught me so much about people. It continues to. And same with myself. It's teaching me more and more every single day about myself, the positive and the negative <laughs> sides of it. It's just a huge learning experience. And it's a trip. Like, that's all mm-hmm. I can say is it's a trip. But you know what? I've been going back and forth on a daily basis with fans and talking to them truly about their lives and what's going on with them. And I want to help people. So it means a lot to me that I've got people hitting me up, like, valuing what I have to say and my advice to them on how to deal with what they're struggling with in their life. Like mm-hmm. that is the greatest honor to me. So if it helps me do more of that, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you. So what's next for Brit Rose Yoga? Um, I am creating some online content soon with my little brother who has a production company. Mm-hmm. He's super talented. So we're going to do some like online yoga classes and fitness stuff. And then just like probably recipes and things like that. And I actually have a, this is great. The first time I'm telling anyone, I'm working on meditation island retreats. Meditation island? <laughs> meditation nice. island yeah. retreats? Yeah. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Are so, you allowed? Legally allowed? I believe I am. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, you production's invited yeah. gratis, right? I'll take care of them. Sure. So, um, I mean, I've already done retreats for so many years with, it's my family business and I'm rebranding the company at the moment to make it more of a platform because I'm friends with so many leaders and teachers that I want it to be more of a community thing and not just retreats, but we'll keep doing mm-hmm. that too. Nice. That's so, so smart. I, I'll definitely come to one of those. Yay. I'll, I'll maybe come to one of those. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. I promise. <laughs> I've tried the whole meditation thing and I still practice it occasionally, but it's mm-hmm. just, it's just, it's hard for me to do. It's so hard for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. We'll make up any excuse to not sit with ourselves. Yeah. In silence. Mm-hmm. I hate myself. I get there too. I'm, I'm kidding, <laughs> Vanessa. I'm trying to get a rise out of you. I love myself. No, I mean, both sides of that exist in all of us, you yeah. know? It's mm-hmm. it's wild, but I was doing a lot of that in Maui. I had no choice. Like, the only thing that I had to keep me calm was nature, you know, wh- whether it was like the toads or the ocean or the birds or the geckos and meditating and affirmations and just recentering myself in that environment. Hmm. 
Beth, do you have any other questions for Brett? No, I just love your positive outlook. And you, it doesn't seem like you have that much anxiety coming <laughs> off of a reality TV show, uh, and especially an intense one like Temptation Island. Um, and I'm really excited to see what happens on your day with Carl. Thank you so much for the support that and for smile. watching. You're just beaming. That oh, day with Carl. So Who? I mean, I'm looking too. forward to it. Can come over for the watch party later? Sure. Okay. Are you having a watch party tonight? Yeah. All right. I'll just walk Every on Tuesday over. Every Tuesday. At your old house. <laughs> Is the gate code uh -huh. still the same? No. <laughs> I'll just I'll jump in. It. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so for the listeners out there, where can they find you on like your social platforms? Uh, Instagram, it's Brit Rose Yoga, B-R-I-T Rose, like the flower yoga. And then I also have a Facebook page, Brittany Rose. I'm on Twitter now, which I'm new to the game. Yeah. Please come make a fool out of all of us together. It's Brit to underscores Rose. I will say I didn't have a Twitter until Bachelorette started premiering. I never used Same. it. But my friend Me was too. like, you have to make a Twitter. Like, make it right now. I was like, ah, oh, crap. Kind of I barely use it. It's a whole other I don't understand it. It's there. basically like a Facebook status on steroids. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, I'm peeing right now. Or, oh, I yeah. just hit my butt. Like, okay, cool. It's, it's like, yeah. It's just like a Facebook status, except anyone can follow you instead of just your friends. And I've never updated my Facebook status. And whenever I did update my Facebook status, I looked back on it like six months later, embarrassed for making that my Facebook status. <laughs> and so that's all that Twitter is for me is just a chronological yeah. display of everything I've ever said that I'm embarrassed by. That's know? exactly what Twitter is for. Yeah. You uh, should use Twitter more often, oh Dean. No. And especially like if I'm like drinking or something with my friends, I'm like, oh, this is going to be so funny when you tweet this. And then I tweet it and I wake up the next morning. I'm like, why did I tweet that? That's the silliest thing. Like, I don't know. Just make your Twitter just for that. And yeah. there's no shame in it. Yeah, I can only access my Twitter after a couple of beers. Um, okay, and then Temptation Island is, how many episodes in are we right now? Like six? Uh, number five, five is premiering this week, yeah. Okay, and that's five out of like 15, isn't it? I think there's 11, but okay. don't quote mm -hmm. me on that. Oh, so we're almost halfway really through sure. then. Yeah, which is so crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't know how. And are we going to see you all 11 episodes? Am I allowed to share that? Of course you are. Why not? Well, wait, how would you, how would you know that you're once if the 11? answer is yes. Say what? I'll blink once if the answer is yes. Oh, <laughs> did you guys see that? Holy cow. I can't believe she just did that. Uh. <laughs> she blinked that many times? Hmm. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what was your question, Vanessa? Uh, well, there are eliminations. Oh, yeah. Well, because I didn't know how many times I was going to be... Um, <laughs> I don't know how many times my dates or whatever parts of my conversation with Nick were going to air. So mm -hmm. do you know... Have you seen all the episodes before the air? No, uh, I don't even think they're done cutting the full season. And so the cast is is experiencing this is at, alongside with the fans. Like, we have no idea what they're going to show. Hmm. Um, but there were eliminations. That's what I will tell you. All right. <laughs> That's good because there are a couple mm -hmm. uh, contestants I don't really like very much. So I want to see them get get Me next. Me too. Yeah. Well, I was, exactly. <laughs> I want Brittany to get cut. <laughs> Ouch. Just kidding. Just so kidding. So you can date her, right? Surely, surely. Oh. Um, anyways, we'll I see. Suck at dating too. We'll see okay. your date with Carl tonight. That's gonna be great. We all suck at dating, mm -hmm. except for Vanessa and Easton. No, I Mark no. I still suck. But oh sorry, I've just yelled into the mic. Brittany, we will see you on Temptation Line tonight. Uh you said ten nine central? Yeah, ten o'clock Eastern here in LA. It's on at seven PM. On USA? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's right after wrestling. Good, so I can get my wrestling fix and then just jump on over to Temptation uh -huh. Island. That's perfect. I'm pumped. We're going to watch that date with Carl. Um, it sounds like we're going to get to see you a little bit more of you this season as well. Sounds like it. And so we can circle back with you later on in the season then, right? Yeah. Dean, thank you so much. This is so cool to like actually see your podcast and be here with you in your environment. And Anytime you want, really Brie. You can always come it. back. Thanks. This is not my environment, by the way. This is just... 
dope though. Yeah, it's great. It's really cool. <laughs> you rock. Thanks for coming. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Big thank you one more time to all of our guests today. Uh, Melissa Brown, Megan Constantino, and of course, Brit Rose Yoga. Splat plastered all over our social pages. <laughs> And we wanted to give a big thank you to Joybird and Robinhood. Make sure to check out Joybird. Go to joybird.com slash Dean and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using code Dean. That's D-E-A-N. Also, Robinhood, amazing investing app. Sign up at Dean1, that's D-E-A-N, number one, dot Robinhood.com for a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. And a big thank you to 23andMe. Make sure to buy your health and ancestry service kit today at 23andMe.com slash Dean. That's 23andMe.com slash D-E-A-N. Um, thank you all to the listeners as well for tuning in. And thank you to our sponsors, of course, as well. Be sure to tune in next week because maybe we will suck a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.